Welcome to Brian Benwiz. I'm Jordan Jennison. In today's episode, we're going to talk about growing together, growing apart, or growing apart together. I have joining me today, Katie. Hey. Hi. Good to be back. So today, our subject is about relationships. Uh, those are the examples we're going to use. In fact, what we're talking about is where to communicate and good communication versus, we'll say, poor communication and communication breakdown. This is the essence of the discussion here. This is the framework that we're going to use. The example that we give in every case, it's about how people are trying to communicate and exchange. I won't go too much into this at the beginning because I think it has more value to go through the example and you know, when you think about the context of people trying to talk to one another and communicate and exchange, things will make sense a lot. Okay, let's get started. <laughs> I don't think that you're either good at it or you're not good at it. It's part of the growth process. At least in my case, what you've been able to help me with is stopping, stepping back, realizing why, why I react, for example, to a certain trigger or um, so the best thing you've ever been and, and honestly it's probably the reason why we can continue to grow together for example would be having that experience of being able to stop being able to come from a place of love and vulnerability that's a super hard one for a lot of people because when we're insecure we get our mask on and then we put the warrior mask on and the defensive mask on and then and then this kind of like shield gets created and so a lot of problems I think in relationships at least any of the problems that I've faced is often because you just you have this shield because whether it's out of some sort of own insecurity or inability to be vulnerable enough to speak your truth or you actually just don't know how to because you're whether you're just not good at it you're shy you're not able to and so I completely agree about this idea of communication because ultimately if that's good and you either then it's kind of the first and the last scenario yeah. if it's good and you're both growing together it doesn't matter when which way it works if the communication is good and you realize that you've tried a lot of things but you're growing apart it still works because the communication is there and it comes from a place of love and that takes a hell of a lot of practice. I don't think it comes naturally and I think it comes from um, vulnerability, a sense of work on yourself in some way or shape or form, maturity um, and I think it probably takes a lot of practice in that maybe the first few interactions it might not have happened yeah. but you grow th through it. So for me we're going to go into relationship and something that happened inside a relationship. And we were talking a bit about that in the preparation. For me, it's a fixed point in time where you reach a state where you decide to do any kind of work to grow, any kind of, you know, uh, introspection, meditation, all of that. And you said for you, it was a bit different in your mind because you were looking at it at, as a continuous state. Mm -hmm. So in the context of the discussion, I think we're going to merge the two together and we're going to say there is a point where it starts and that's a fixed point in time where someone decides, I'm going to work on myself, I'm going to evolve, I'm going to grow. That could start 
while you're in the relationship or before the relationship starts. Mm -hmm. And from that point on, it's hopefully continuous. You know, obviously you have time where you're more on it or off it, depending on life, you know, things happen. So that's the context on the timeline where it starts and how it flows. Okay. And for me, so we are, so just, to, okay, so we recap, we're talking about relationships. We're talking about either growing together in a relationship. So for the sake of this podcast, I think we agree it's like a romantic or marriage or partnership or something. Yeah. Something, same sex, different sex, doesn't matter, but it's your, your partner. Um, so yes, so whether you're growing together and in when we talked about it, like you said, I, for me, I think it at some point in time, one or the other or both realizes like, oh, okay, I'm going to do some actual work on myself because maybe something happened. Maybe you've had a, for me, it was, uh, you know, you crash and you realize, oh, I got to figure something out here. I've got to, I've got to, this isn't working for me the way I'm processing my emotions, et cetera. I've got to work on it. But I think for some people, it might, they might not even know. I think the why it's good to think about it in both ways is some people might not even know that they're doing work. Yeah. They might not be doing work in terms of the way we say work, which is potentially, you know, like self-care, meditation, prayer for some, essentially anything that's going inward and figuring out how we're growing as a person. In some, I think we could talk about it, yeah, in both ways. In some relationships, it might be you're both just kind of continuing to mature, maybe in different ways, um, but you're continuing to better yourself in some ways. So... I think it could be both, so we'll see, so we'll see. Yeah. I'll talk it through. Yep, so yep. I think we're gonna start with the easy one. Okay. Growing together. Okay. So in the concept of brand bandwidth, uh, we always talk about, you know, how much effort and how much, how much resources you're expending doing any kind of activity, any task, going towards your goal and not being bugged down. So in the concept of growing together, it means that you have two people uh, that are doing personal growth. Uh, some of them can be unaware they're doing it. It can look very different for different people. They may not recognize between one another, one another that they are doing it. But at the end of the day, each individual, as an individual, is moving forward, mm -hmm. which means the couple is moving forward yes. into life. Together. Together. In the, in the first case yeah. study. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> or as together as you can, because it's pretty possible to be right yeah. in line, but in a, in a way that you're kind of moving along. Yeah, well, in the same it, it requires back and forth, it requires yeah. effort, and it requires explanation. In this situation, what is easy is that your partner recognizes the work you're doing, and you're recognizing the work your partner is doing in exchange of that. So you don't have to explain or question necessarily a lot of it. This is, in terms of effort, the easiest case. This is where you have the most support. This is also one of the rare ones because something I've mentioned before is that not everybody is at the same level. The odds of finding someone that is at your level of growth are, you know, infinitely small. You have a lot more chance of finding someone that is either has done more or less than you, which means you need to balance that within the relationship. And what can actually create a lot of noise is that thought of thinking that person is moving 
and I'm not doing enough. Mm-hmm. And yet you're doing something. So it's not the case where you're dismissing the other and you're doing nothing. You're trying to do something, but maybe you're not moving quite as fast. And then it becomes a relationship between the two of deciding what is okay, what makes each other happy, and if where everybody is going will be achieved and will make everybody happy in a time, timely manner for everyone. So it's, let's say you reach, you know, you have a goal to reach the letter D and you start at A, maybe someone will reach it sooner and move E, F, and the partner will reach D a bit later. So I think it'd be helpful too for you to explain a bit, but when you say moving, what do you mean? So I'll give an example. One of the basic things I teach people is grounding. Basically, it's the act of finding some peace of mind in a specific time. So it doesn't mean you're at peace with your mind all the time. It just means you can have a bit of protected protected time for you, which is a concept that is relatively important, especially if you have two people going. So really protected time for you where you do a bit of work. So maybe meditation, grounding, and that will let you clear your mind. You will regain bandwidth to actually process life. And that's that kind of aspect. So when you move forward, that means maybe at first you're going to do it for five, 10 minutes every day and you're not going to get a lot of results. And after a month, two months, three months, you can do it 10, 15 minutes and you feel a lot better for an hour, two hours, etc. So it's, it's a compounding effect that the more you do it, the better result you will have because your uh, brain will get used to it and it will get used to get into that mode of I'll call it healing, you know, just mm-hmm. like when we sleep and the body heals, when we're able to be in a quiet state, the body can do a lot for us. And I can use a personal example, which might help explain. So like for me, before I started doing the work, you know, it's so cliche that we say that, but it's, it's true. Uh, I would, I was, would react like right away, like no split second, something happens, argument, whatever. I get on the defense, react right away after doing some work, making the decision to do, to, to kind of like, you know, the stuff that you taught me, um, as I work harder at it, I gain more kind of t- space before I react. It's like, and my husband notices it, for example. So, I mean, I wonder if that's a, that's kind of an example, right? So I made, they made the decision that I want to maybe better myself and I want to better manage my stress and I don't want to react as much and I want to manage my anxiety so I'm going to do all the things the trip tips and tricks you gave me took some time work, go slowly but I think that's a good example of okay now I might react less often the ratios have changed in terms of um, you know intensity uh, intensity I'm able to calm down better and so I think that might be a good example of okay doing the work and what that has changed in my relationship and really it boils down to yeah it's 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 like what has that work done to help me grow as a person and as a person within the relationship yeah so it's in a sense what you're doing supports your relationship yes and and the point in this context and, and it's a good place to be at is that you're supporting the relationship with what you're doing your partner is doing the same thing so over time you get to evolve in a way that's pleasant for everybody mm-hmm. you also see an impact on kids if you have kids so 100%. that's something we we talk a bit about 
I do not have kids, so I do not have that experience, but you do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when it comes to the kids, what's interesting is that because, you know, the parents are at peace and are moving forward, the kids are more at peace and move forward. So you have an entire uh, ecosystem mm-hmm. of people that are actually growing and things are going relatively well. But that's the easy scenario. Now, I'm not saying to get to that scenario, it's necessarily easy. Like to get there requires talking between everybody, making sure you're on the same page. Many cases, it's not necessarily going to happen. This one is the simpler one. I'm not sure there's a lot to say about it. Because once you reach it and once you're in that, you know, you will have good days where you're at your stride. You will have good days where it's average and you're going to have bad days because we're still human at the end of the day. Yeah, I think going, I think the gold standard, which is probably, well, for sure rare on the world scale, would be this idea of evolving, you're both evolving. And I think when we say evolving, we mean kind of like learning how to live in the present moment, seeing the forest for the trees, not reacting, or maybe, you know, being less materialistic, like basically getting back down through into your, who you are at a soul level. So I think that's kind of what we're talking about. If it, you don't judge growth. If someone is yeah. growing and they're moving forward, well, that means they found how they have to do it, and that's all yeah. there is to it. I think that I think what we're trying to get at is, once someone jumps on that path, and you start that, you kind of get on that slowly, and sometimes it takes a little while, and sometimes it takes a lot of convincing to get on that like escalator of of work, and then you start getting results, and then you keep going and going. I think it's how does that work in a relationship if maybe the other person doesn't or does so we're talking okay ideal situation you both get on the escalator you're both going you're both yeah. working you're both with okay check not don't have to talk too much about that next situation maybe we jump into the next situation which would be kind of more like myself it's i jump on the escalator my husband doesn't necessarily believe in the escalator or anything that i'm doing around it but that's okay because he's working on himself in other ways and it means we can still grow together, but in maybe using different modalities, yeah. I guess. And I often see that. So with the people I see, I often have one person that come to me for the spirituality aspect of everything and they have a partner that doesn't care. I like that term. They yeah. just don't care yeah. about it, but they don't deny necessarily it's helping Yes, exactly. And, and because they're not denying the experience of the other person, and that's very important. Yes. Because they're not diminishing the experience of the other person or denying it. Everybody can grow, and that's fine. You hit the nail right on the head because that's the difference, and I've seen it elsewhere too. Where, okay, one half of the couple kind of jumps onto this spiritual escalator, whatever. Um, and it actually incites, or it, not incites, that's sort of the wrong word, but it actually instills maybe a little bit of defensiveness from the other party where it's like, well, like, what are you doing? And if you're going to do this and that, you know, almost like a bit of a defensiveness and almost like causes... It's change. It's change. And they don't like change. Change is scary for humans. Right. Yes. And so that's hard. I mean, it was, it's like, even for us, it's not necessarily easy to, you know, especially when you're, you, you know, you're with someone, someone who kind of like doesn't really understand it doesn't really believe it but to your point sees the value in the it the value in it sees the change in it and you and it sees how it betters your relationship and has the maturity and the trust and the love 
to be like, I don't need to, I don't need to understand what you're doing. I just see that it's great for you. And, and in that you can still like grow together without necessarily using the same path. Yeah, absolutely. Like at least in my case. So that's, so that's kind of like, there's like both of you are on the escalator. One of you is on this escalator. One of you is on that escalator, but you both trust and love each other enough to like acknowledge each other's growth and, and think that it makes sense and it works and great and there's no judgment. So that's kind of the second piece. Then maybe that's a good segue to when that doesn't work out. So you're not, you're, you're either, you're, you grow apart. You grow apart. Okay, so, let, so let's get into that. Yeah. So growing apart uh, means, so at the simple, We'll start with the most simple concept. Someone is wanting to grow, like we've mentioned, to do any kind of work that they see fit for them, uh, for their spiritual needs, and their partner doesn't do it. And that can look like many things. So one of the things we mentioned, and I think it's a good place to start, is that your partner see this as change, and that scares them. And they want to keep the status quo that exist. And at first, because it's a little change, they may not react a lot. They may be, oh, you're doing this. Okay, you're spending a bit of time on this and a bit of money. Ah, it's fine, it's it's good for you. They, They don't really notice any change at first. And there is a very good concept with that. And I'm gonna do a parallel with it. If you go to the gym to become fit, whatever that means to you, and you go to the gym one day, for six hours, and you look at yourself in the mirror, nothing will have changed. But if you go to the gym every other day, for 20 minutes, for six months, things will have changed. Good analogy, actually, for everything that you do. But that means that at first, if every day you look at the mirror looking for the change, you you won't see it. No, and that's why it's it's so intangible and it's so hard for people to, it's hard to discuss this kind of work or like when someone asks me oh you know what kind of work does you know what kind of coaching does jordan do with you or energy work and i'm just kind of like oh that's a great analogy it's like i don't know what but i just know that when you 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 just see this this change i think that's a great analogy because you even after like so one day six hours no even after one month oh you see a little bit of change but it's not like you start at that hour workout you start at the beginning and then after the hour you see a difference no that's it's not even that tangible it's still gradual yeah yeah that's great so at that stage your partner may just dismiss it as oh you want to try something or you want to yeah. do this oh sure yeah. and, and so at first it's just that then let's say you keep growing and your three everybody's different so i'll say three to six months into it yeah this is when you're going to start to change some of your behaviors because you find them that they don't serve you as simply as that you have some behavior that don't serve you they don't necessarily come from you they can come from the past and different experiences that you may or may not remember uh, we pick up a lot of things from our parents when we we're kids and we don't realize it we are very conditioned by our environment something we do not control when we're kids and young adults and basically, you're going to change, hopefully, as you grow, some of those aspects of yourself that don't serve you, and you're going to change them. And those, at first, may be just surface change. But what your partner is seeing is the surface aspect a lot. So those changes that for you may seem, oh, that's 
simple and I'm able to do it and sustain it, but it's, it, it's not pro, you know, it, it's not very deep yet. Maybe very deep for the person on the outside. Mm -hmm. And they might look, it kind of goes both ways though. The person growing might turn around and look at their partner differently. Yes. And this is yeah. where you can start to have a dissonance between the two. Yeah. And so from there, from that point, there is multiple aspects that can happen. You can have an aspect where you have a partner, you need to stop that because you're changing and you don't realize it and it's bad and I don't want you to change. And the person that's doing, you know, any kind of work and growing are, are seeing that and they're like, okay, what do I do? Do I stop my growth because that makes me feel better to keep my partner around or do I keep going? Very complex subject. I'm not going to necessarily touch into this because then, you know, you may have kids, you may have a lot of yeah. things and it's, it's very complex. But this is a situation that can arise and then you need to deal with that. You need to decide how do you modulate everything? Can you bring that person to understand this is important to you? And if they really don't, what does that mean for your relationship? Mm -hmm. If they deny yourself, what do you do with that? Right. And that's something that, you know, another person in kind of the energy world that we both know mentioned to me one time, and it was the best. She said it didn't matter, again, kind of to the first point, it didn't matter if we grew at the same rate, or in the same way, as long as we're both still growing and respecting each other's growth. Yeah. In the case of where you grow apart, and I mean, I think grow apart is a term used like, you know, we talked about this in, in the prep, it's like, okay, well, after you've been with someone for more than five years, like your actual whole cells in your body have actually changed. Like we're, like our entire body is different. Like we've actually like regenerated, I don't know the exact years, but it's something like five years. So it is impossible to be the same person after five years. Like it's physically impossible. Um, so regardless of whether we're talking about spiritual growth or not, there's going to be change. There's going to be change. And life is going to happen. And life's going to happen. You add kids to the mix, like, well, like that's, you know, talk about change. So, so I think what we're kind of getting at the growing apart in, in this context is more, okay, in the case, in a very specific case where you're in a relationship for, it could be one year, it could be 10 years. Um, obviously life happens, obviously there's, there's growth, there's change, whatever. What we're talking about specifically is one person really does that introspective work um, that gets on that escalator, if we want to use that same analogy. And the other person in this case feels maybe intimidated by it, maybe like it could go both ways. Maybe the, par the partner who's not doing the work feels intimidated, doesn't understand it, doesn't agree with it, doesn't, you know, there's that fear of He's like... He's afraid to do it him or herself yeah. because of internal demons that are there and right, they're aware of them right. and they've been shoving everything down for years. And unfortunately then, and then the person's on the escalator and then, with this, you know, you're not going to get off of it because you know it's feeling good for you as a person and as, as you know, you're not going to stop your own growth. Well, I shouldn't say that. Some people do stop yes, their growth. Yes, I was going to say that. Some people right. then Some people decide. Will stop. Yeah, which is, I think, not being true to yourself. But I mean, if, if that's so, so, okay, then there's a perfect case where you might stay together. But is that for the, is that the best thing for everybody involved? I mean, I know we'll talk about the third situation after, but is it like ultimately about everybody and their own selves figuring out 
their place in the world and how they can be the best them, like Dr. Success, you're the best you that has ever been, or, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you can also have, so no, they're not the best self they could be, but there is also another aspect of it that the person that's growing is going to quote-unquote blackmail the person that is not doing the work to do it. Like ultimatum. Yeah. Like, like you either I'm get on the cell escalator or I'm out of here. Yeah. yeah. Which is not better no. by any means than no. the other person that's telling you you should stop doing that. Right. And I can say that openly I've had people blame me for their relationship going sideways because I advised the person to do meditation and that changed their mindset on things. Mm-hmm. And other people were not okay with it. And I had, that's more of the fringe for me than it is the main case because the main case, usually people, we strive to grow. Mm-hmm. But I've had a few cases where, you know, I have a husband basically saying, ever since you started doing meditation, you know, you're not the same. Well, that's, that's a bit the point. Yes. It's to grow and it's to bring everybody and it's to be open about it. And it's, it's not to do it necessarily in your corner. It's to be, to integrate the community that you have around you, you know, which is your family, maybe some of your friends. And it, it depends on the context you have. But you can have people that are going to be very, very defensive in their way and they're unwilling to change. And the funny part is that this is what they have to work on. Right. So, so what they have to work on is what's going to show the most. If someone goes and says, you have to grow up because I'm growing up or else, well, that is part of what you have to learn not to do and where does it come from and where does that need come from? And we all have, we're human, all of us, you know. So we all, all have those aspects that comes out of us at times and being able to recognize them, you know, then having them front and center and being like, oh, okay, where does that come from? How come I'm being that person that I don't want to be? And then you go back into your brain and you try to clear everything and you try to regain bandwidth because the challenge in this one, which was not the case in our first example, is that you're going to start to worry about should I keep meditating? Should I keep reading mantra? Should I keep whatever it is that I'm doing? Uh, what he, she is going to think about it. Mm-hmm. Is this going to uh, break us up? Do we he, have this? Yes. Yeah. And, and then, suddenly, you know, in the concept of brand bandwidth, you're eating a lot of it. Yeah. Worrying about a lot of things. And all you're doing is trying to grow. So you're not trying to change necessarily, you know, from black to white your entire life. You're making incremental steps, especially with, you know, the way I've defined it. If you look in the mirror after spending 20 minutes in the gym, you won't see any change. And if you do that every day, after 20 minutes, you won't see a change. It's only when you start to look back on a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. And that's very important because you're, you know, you're moving forward. But at the end of the day, if you cannot accept someone or someone cannot accept you, that, that's, that's a big problem that needs to be resolved. Yeah, and it's an underlying, I think the root of it so my dad always said to me growing up my mom and dad said your love should only ever be surpassed by your mutual respect so if you really respect someone that you're with then even if they jump on the escalator and you don't but you love and respect them you know it's good for them you're not going to be defensive about it on the flip side though i think you've mentioned this 
this second scenario of growing apart might not be the person that doesn't want to grow. It might be the person growing who's all hoity-toity now looking down upon and look how... Ego. Yeah, ego. Like, so I think it goes... Really, it goes both ways. It's just ultimately, I think the underlying thread is there's just... There's a disconnect there. And in some cases, that's a... that's It's not that one is right, one is wrong. It's hap- it happens all the time. Maybe some people aren't actually meant to be together. Maybe it's better that they're not together because that that's just not good for either party but all you know that I think in this situation it's there there's somehow a disconnect between whether it's the person on the you know on the growth you know that's looking down whether the person isn't it's like they're 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 not able to kind of figure out a way to move move together in some direction yeah so going apart at the end of the day means that you're not together Right. That there is a split up because of irreconcilable differences. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unreconcilable differences. Yes. My French just came through quite significantly <laughs> on this one, and yeah. that's okay. Uh, but yeah, at the end, that's what it means. It means yeah. that there is a split, and it's in that situation, it can be uh, gentle or it can be really rough. Because, you know, you don't see eye to eye and there is hopefully not a lack of respect. Maybe it's just a lack of understanding or a lack of will. And it can be, you know, that breakup will range from simple and easy and it's sad to really, really bad. And you've betrayed me. How dare you change? And And like long lasting, like in the case of it's, you know, if you saw children together, you know, you see it where it's like the children are really... Um, kind of dragged through the mud because yeah. it's this constant spite and back and, and forth and ego between the parties. This is why here we're not advising on when you reach, if you happen to reach that step, if you happen to have a partner that says, I don't want you to do that work. Yeah. In this podcast, I will never say what to do because no. there is too many lessons, too many contexts, too yeah. many life, too many... But in reality, we have tools that we can teach people to communicate about that. Yeah, it's ultimately... You know, yeah. so, so it's not like there is a lot of gray and we can bring, I can bring to people a, a lot of ways, you know, to communicate about why am I doing meditation and mm-hmm. what does it bring to me? And not just I'm doing meditation because I was, because it's cool and I don't, there is a way to speak about it, to make people understand, to make people react to it in a positive way. Yeah. But sometimes it doesn't matter, you know, because... And sometimes someone is just, has their own inner demons that I think ultimately, what is it? And I know this in myself too. So I will, you always react most when you, like when something triggers your own insecurity, for example. And so in some cases, yeah, in some cases it's, you're never going to see eye to eye and, and And then you have this, yeah. Which leads us to the third one, which is growing apart together Mm -hmm. so this one is interesting and it's quite different Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be maybe the not the toughest one to explain but it's the most intricate one so it starts at the point where you have two people that are on that escalator Mm -hmm. the same or not the same whatever the case may be and 
there is a good part of it where they can support each other, help one another grow, move forward, they see eye to eye. And that's something I'm not quite necessarily sure of at what point it happened, but they don't see the same things anymore. Mm -hmm. They don't understand things the same way. They may agree on where they have to go, but they don't necessarily agree on the path to take to go there. And that will push them away. And not necessarily in a bad way, because we're talking about people that, you know, respect one another in that context. So there is an entire aspect of it, of understanding what is it that the other person needs can we reconciliate it or is it unreconcilable? Does that mean, is my pass incompatible with my partner's pass? Mm -hmm. And at that stage, you need to try to analyze what's happening, how it's happening, and you know, can we have a common pass while we're on each our pass or is it not the case? And there is an entire subject on that. Yes. Yes, and I, I've seen it work. So, I mean, I've seen it work where, you know, again, whether these people are both on a spiritual escalator or not. So let's just say growing apart together, I think can be so many different things. So you could be, you know, I think again, the underlying thread uh, is that kind of understanding and mutual respect and ultimate soul level caring for the other, for each other's greatest good. So it, I've seen it in cases where one half of the, the partnership wants to leave, the other one doesn't, however, there, you know, they may they may have children, for example, and the underlying mutual respect and care is so great that they figure out a way to grow apart together. So they do whether it's separation. Like perfect example would be like separation counseling. Anyone who does separation counseling is like like power to you because it's showing that you've realized that maybe your paths are not compatible compatible anymore, but you have the trust and the love and the mutual respect and in many cases children together which may you know changes everything so that for the sake of each other for the sake of your children whether you have them or not um, you figure out a way to grow apart together like without damaging that kind of mutual respect yeah. and it's beautiful when you see it happen because I just have so much because it's probably the hardest out of all of them so yeah, so and, and that's where I'm going to get into the meat of the subject is that it is very stressful to, you know, grow on your own and have a partner that doesn't support, recognize what, as we've mentioned, growing apart together is also very demanding. Very, and very Be emotional. Yes, because <laughs> sure. it requires you to take into consideration elements that you've grown away from that you deem not worthy to take consideration of. I've grown so much that now I don't care for flowers. Mm -hmm. Let's say. But the other person has, has grown so much for them, flowers has become the most important things. Yes. How do you reconciliate the two? And, and that uses a lot of bandwidth. And at some point you have to, to accept that you will use it you know, to try to see what can be worked on, if it can be worked on, and if not, not. But at some point you have to accept that you will use a huge amount of resources to get to that potential separation because, you know, one loves flower and one doesn't anymore for both valid reasons, you know, yeah. and both persons are right. And 
it, it takes a lot of effort from both parties. And when you're in there, the risk is actually to just pull the pin and blow everything up. Right. Because... That, that would be so much easier and probably more human, like probably more in what yes. a human... Like I would say, the, probably the majority... Run away. Would, I'm, yeah, you know what, like, I'm done. Pull the oh pin. Oh my gosh, I don't know how... I mean, I, I can't speak from experience, because I, I... But... You know this whole. I, I think I think it's the layer of the children. At least in in what I, in my you know like when I think about growing apart together, I think it's a lot. It's a lot easier to grow apart and kind of cut it off and move along when you're not co-parenting, for example. Yeah. I think the growing apart together, where I've seen beautiful examples of it, has almost always always. I'm sure it happens without kids too. Been around the fact that they now have created these children that they're gonna have to have a relationship whether they like it or not and they have the the they've obviously done enough growth again whether it's spiritual or not uh, on themselves to have that kind of maturity or uh self-confidence or whatever it is i'm not sure the, the yeah. word to be able to really like oh my gosh i'm sure it services all the time it does with all of us we're human but really put away that kind of like instinct to be spite spiteful or instinct to be defensive and figure out a way to both kind of put the you know keep the love without being in love for example yeah keep the, the trust without being in a relationship so one of the thing and one of the hard thing to do in this context is to take into consideration something that you don't take don't want to take into consideration because you've in your world in your universe outgrown it yeah and this is where you have to put your focus on this is where you have to analyze things and it's really hard you have to try to take the point of view of the other person not to bring them down or anything like that but so you can see okay i i, I don't like the flower anymore but from their point of view, I see why it's important and I can yes. respect that. And yes. how do we work on that? Yes. And it's doing that specific task. And often it's about, you know, more important subject than, you know, do I like flower or do I not like flower? And this is very important. This is very intricate work. And it requires a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. And often you're going to know because you're going to sense that there is some things that have change in such a way that you cannot work it out and the goals become how do we have a nice exit because we're both growing and there is no point in destroying everything that was built especially if we have kids it would be even twice mm -hmm. as bad for everybody and being able to put yourself in that mindset and thinking critically outside outside of yourself I think it's one of the important aspects, which is not easy to do. No, and I think it's really hard in the case where, again, here we are speaking about, I mean, we've had breakups in our life. I mean, I haven't, neither of us have broken up with kids, I'm sure, you know, like, here we are, like, you know, we're not experts at this by any means, but I think what we're getting at, at least through our own experiences and through our observations, it's that we're acknowledging it's, we can't imagine how hard it would be, but how, like, it's like, how do you somehow separate yourself from the argument of but flowers are awesome no they're not like a, whatever yeah. analogy you're using park that agree to disagree and focus on like a common on everything else on yes on okay we are no longer going to try to convince ourselves either be spiteful or angry 
because that person wasn't who we needed them to be. Because that person's looking at you saying, well, you weren't the person I needed you to be. So how beautiful is that when you can see people, not, not always gracefully, because sometimes it's bumps and then they get there, but like somehow, somehow put that aside and then figure out a way to then just focus on the, okay, well, you know, we, we agree to disagree. We still have an underlying care for each other. We, you know, and we're going to, we're going to grow apart together. So for that, there is one piece of advice I can give, actually. Oh, okay. Which I've given to, I think, a lot of people over the years. When you have discussion with someone like that, have them from a place of love. Mm-hmm, yeah. and, and what that means is that don't go in with anger, even if you're angry. Accept the fact that you're angry, but don't project that anger on, you know, the person on the other side of the discussion. Tell them, I am angry, sure, and I'm upset, and this and that, and this is how I feel, because coming from a place of love does not mean denying your experience. Again, very important concept. Mm-hmm, it means so you true. accept your experience, but you will not use anger. You will not use, you know, uh, spitefulness against that person. You will make them aware of it, so you can have a level-headed discussion, so they're aware of, you know, the situation. Otherwise, it's unfair. If you, if you go to someone and you have no idea that they're angry and they're like, oh, have you done this? And you're like, no. And you're like, become super angry because you haven't cleared that. Oh, but the flowers, you were supposed to water them, but I don't care about the flowers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then it becomes something else. Mm-hmm. But if you come from a place of love and you say, uh, I'm upset because you haven't watered the flowers because for me it's important. And then the other person say, for me it's not and I'm not sure how I can care for them. Then that's a way more constructive discussion to have and coming from a place of love is a very personal experience. It's different for everybody. It's a generic sentence that I use, but it meshes with, with some of the teaching I give to people. So I can't necessarily describe exactly what it means right now. But everybody, they usually know and they've had an experience where they just came in and things were nice and they spoke and they had mm-hmm. feelings about stuff and they came out feeling better. And that's what I'm talking about. It's that kind of experience. And that Uh, can happen even if, again, I think we're talking about being human. Like, there is no situation, I'm sure, where you grow apart together where you haven't had a few blow-ups. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't think, unless you're some kind of, you know, Gandhi 2.0, you know, times two, I think that it might not be super smooth sailing, but it's like you say, you might have that kind of, few or year or two, you know, I've seen in situations where there's a couple who maybe, you know, separated and it was really bad for a little bit. And then it took a, it took the time and the space to then kind of come together and grow apart together. It's almost like, you know, it, it took some, uh, some time. So I think there's so many different situations, but it's how do you take the charge away from it? I think it's kind of what you're saying. It's yeah. like, take the charge away really separate yourself out come from a place of love come from a place of mutual respect come from a place of which something that's hard for me is stop trying to convince someone else of your point and getting them to agree with it <laughs> because they they won't because at no. that stage one likes flower and one doesn't that's right and you know we all we're all human we're all, we've all been yeah. there and you just hammer it home and that doesn't mean anyone is wrong or right no 
because in your universe you're right in your partner universe that truth is right and for you it's wrong and that's all there is to it and yeah. understanding that that can happen and being okay with it is important and i know there's i'm sure there's cases where one of the two would kind of have that kind of like okay i don't want to argue i'm going to come out of love and the other might not and in that in that that's a hard situation too right you kind of have in order to grow apart together you kind of both have to be willing to you know put certain things aside and, and continue to figure out i don't i think I, I don't think it really works if it's only one yeah. half that would like to do that yeah yeah absolutely so we we've talked about three main concepts you know three examples i think they cover a lot of things and you know in the context of what we talk about context of doing self-work, growing, uh, finding peace, protecting time for yourself, coming from a place of love, not denying your experiences. All of that is part of your interaction with the people around you. And at the end of the day, knowing how to communicate about it is what's going to make that journey easier or harder. And the easier it is, the more bandwidth you have to actually do different things in your life. And the less you know how to communicate uh, about it, the harder it's going to be. I see a lot of people go to many different seminars to learn how to do certain things, but they're not explained exactly why or how or how it came to be. And to me, this example, you know, if they were to go poorly, is mainly because people may not have the right explanation for it, may not know exactly how to do it. One of the things that I find to me is very important is for me to actually teach people why they're doing what they're doing and how to do it and how to speak about it. Yeah, that's what you did for me. That's what I do for everybody. Because <laughs> often you don't know until you, you get do it. a third party to help you figure that yeah. out. Yeah, and I think basically this discussion with those three examples, it's really a discussion about how to communicate. Yeah. It's really about that and it's really to try to see do I have someone in front of me that I understand easily, does not understand, or understand but disagree. You mm -hmm. know, it's mm -hmm. those, those three kind of things, those, those three discussions that you're trying to have. And the way and we've talked about it, but the way to be able to manage it is, is to be able to speak clearly about different concepts. Now, if someone is very aggressive about what you're doing, explaining it may not help. Obviously, when you go to certain extremes, then it's, speaking is not the solution. But in a lot of cases, if you're able to bring that discussion in a way that seems that, you know, it's not just in the air, some concept that you've heard somewhere in your training, but something that you're learning that is becoming integral to your life, then that changes the discussion. Because then that's something you can share. Because what I've seen is people, oh, I've started to do meditation. My partner asked about it and I couldn't do or say anything. Well, that means you're doing something for yourself, which is fine, but you're excluding them. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're actually doing something for you, but bringing for yourself enough knowledge, even if you just want to do it for yourself, you're able to explain to your partner what it's bringing, why you're doing it. 
So they can have that vision of saying, okay, I see how it's helping, but they're also understanding whether they accept it or not. Uh, again, I'm ruling out the case where, you know, they tell you this is stupid and let it go. But that communication piece is actually really important. And that's what's going to lead to the different paths. That's what's going to maybe help you bring your partner on that journey with you. Even if it looks completely different, that's that communication that's going to lead you to have a breakup, but be happy about breaking up because you're both on your journey and you know you're going to find what's going to make you happy at the end of the day. And we, we picked three examples that I think cover a lot of things. But at the end of the day, what you have to focus on for that is having this discussion and coming from a place of love when you have them. You know, not being judgmental, not being egotistical, not being like, I know better because I've done this. Because someone else may have done something different and got as much result because that's what works for them. And it's that entire concept of communication that I think is absolutely key here. I would agree.